Hello, hello, happy Sunday, everybody. Uh, it is a Palatini with Dan and Meg. We are here. Uh, it's actually a pretty nice Sunday. Yeah, it's freaking me out because it does not feel like winter. Yeah. We had some weird fog, though, that's been going on. The last few days, it's been, yeah, it's it's been, been really creepy and also really cool. <laughs> I know. I was like, it's like a scary movie. Like, I walk outside and I'm like, yes. It's like the scene of The Exorcist. Like, it's just Ooh, like a whole, good yeah. movie. We should watch uh-huh. that soon. We can watch it today. Not the new one because you fell asleep during it when we you went to fell, see it. You fell asleep also. Well, we once were at I the saw that theater. you were sleeping, I was like, I might as well join you. We paid $13 <laughs> a piece to go to the movies and take a nap. And we took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most expensive nap. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> but anyway, um, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm yeah. glad that you're back this week because last week I was I was nervous. I was like, I'm going to drop the ball on this one. I called in. I know, but that's still scary to be sitting here by myself without you. Okay. We're a team. We do everything together. Sure, we are a team. It's just it's a sad team. But so I had here. to just like it's a very sad team. <laughs> I did just keep looking over at like an empty chair. Uh huh. I, yeah. I was really sad about it. But. Oh, well, um, well, I'm I'm back. But here you are. And I was at your house until last night. What time did I? I don't know what time I left. I don't know because I was sleeping. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> your mother and I were just hanging out. You were hanging out with mom, and I was taking a nap on the couch. She was smoking her cigarettes. And we were just kind of hanging out, <laughs> eating parettas, which is really really good. Uh, <laughs> Dan yeah. brought over some pizza. I uh, we watched um, stand up. What did we watch? Uh, we watched um, oh, Wanda, Wanda Sykes. Sykes, yes, and then we watched uh, Dame Edna. Oh yeah, so that's good. when and I you, went to you sleep. Fell asleep then. <laughs> and then we watched a little bit of Robin Williams, um, oh, yeah, which definitely. you know, yeah, you were asleep. I was yeah. knocked out. Yeah, I was like my two favorite people. That's the way it goes. I feel comfortable and good night. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it was. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but there's been a, quite a bit of stuff going on this week. A, um, 83.3 million things going on this week. I mean, what's $83 million among friends, right? Um, so, yeah. So, uh, E. Jean Carroll got uh, her $83 million. Could you imagine 83.3? And, and people would still say, like, he did nothing wrong. He well, did 83.3 yeah. million things wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm also wondering, where is this money going to come from now? But, I mean, they're going to end up, like, her lawyers are going to end up placing, like, liens. Well, they're they're going to, uh, he's going to delay it as best he can, but. Oh, he's definitely yeah. going to. And the money's going to come from his political action committee, so it's going to be. Yeah, everybody should be happy that they have chipped in. And you know, <laughs> I've actually gotten, like, three or four additional emails from him really after this after this ruling yeah, and it's like donate donate <laughs> donate because i i subscribe to his uh his newsletter information i was gonna call it a ponzi scam, <laughs> a ponzi scam but yeah but yeah but yeah if we can do that yeah uh, no and it's literally like you donate and if you don't uncheck the box at the mm-hmm. bottom of the email it's a recurring donation so oh, it's yeah, like yeah i'm gonna give you 50 bucks it's like no, you're going to keep giving us fifty bucks. I wonder if the tab's going to get like higher and higher. It's no <laughs> longer like twenty is. or fifty. It's Actually, like you yeah. sign up for five hundred. That's a probably thousand. exactly what's <laughs> happening. Um, <clears throat> so no, so eighty three point three million dollars is what the ruling was, Oof. and so Stormy Daniels got she got a discount at one hundred and thirty thousand um, dollars. But uh, I, there was a meme that I think I shared where it was. Uh, uh, Stormy Daniels being like, I had $130,000. And then mm. Eugene Carroll's like, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm getting $83 million. 83 million. <laughs> Jeez. Um, 
But uh, no, it's true. And it was a defamation uh, lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. stop running your mouth, Donald. Yeah. And um, I don't think I I think even with this, he will not learn to just. No, absolutely not. Close his trap. Like It, it, it was also like he. Um, what was it? He was literally on the sand for three minutes. <laughs> and then he lost his you know what and had to like leave. Yeah. He so has no self-control. Could, three minutes. Mm-hmm. Being deposed. Yeah. Three minutes. And and they say and that how long women Hillary actually, Clinton was eleven hours. Eleven hours, and they say women hours. can't keep it together. And Donald she Trump was three minutes. <laughs> Let's talk about that. All right. <laughs> That's when you know it's not the women that are too emotional. It's it's the men. Sorry, I'm throwing it out there. It's the men. I'll tell you what, the only women that I know that started a war was the Queen of uh, not not the the former Queen of England, but Queen Elizabeth the first. Uh, no. And uh, I think Victoria was the only one who started to war. Other than that, it's been uh, men. Other than that, it's men who, you know, have to take their ball and go home. Yeah. Yeah. Lock up your emotions, men. <laughs> I'm sitting right here. Um, okay. Well, so it is Sunday here at Palatine with Dan and Meg. Uh, we have Jim on the line. Jim from Chicago, who is one of our favorite callers. Um, Jim, how are you doing today, friend? I, I, I hope this fog blows out of town one of these days. Yeah. Anyway, Roosevelt got me started. He called Caddy's show and he mentioned the passion of Melanie. And I didn't, I, I forgot how hauntingly beautiful his songs were. She wrote, she sang, uh, beautiful people at Woodstock and, uh, some of the most beautiful songs you can think of. And, uh, but anyway, what it reminded me was the sixties and the sixties, Stories will say that the most democratic decade in American history. You're citing with Jack Kennedy, who put the emphasis on we're Americans all together mm-hmm. and what we can accomplish all together. Not what the Republicans are spewing, that they're the only party that should exist. And then you go into Johnson, who is tremendous at getting the details of things done. He cut poverty in half, Medicare, right. Medicaid, HUD housing. Uh, the ability, I went to the, the school the end of that decade for, for practically nothing. I mean, and there were jobs plentiful. And I think that our president is picking up this mail, and he's also an expert at getting things done. Yeah. He's been in the Senate for so many years, and he knows the ins and outs of it, like like Lyndon Johnson did. Mm-hmm. You have to have somebody who knows what they're doing to get anything done. Right. I mean, if you just want to be a Republican just to be a Republican because you think that uh, your, power, you know, your party is better than all Americans, that's nuts, in my opinion. No, and I, I agree with you, Jim. I think that um, the fact that he had been in the Senate for so long, he knows how things work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, t- let's go through the list, right? Infrastructure bill, the, um, uh, uh, I can't think of the name of the bill right now, but the... Um, I can't even think of infrastructure without thinking Well, infrastructure of, of, without thinking about, like, Donald, Donald Trump, Trump sitting in a, tru- a dump truck, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. No, the infla- the Inflation Reduction else, Act. Trump. Yeah. The yeah. Trouble, yeah. yeah, the Inflation Reduction Act, like, uh, y- you talk about uh, also um, uh, Medicare uh, getting... Uh, 
hearing aids, vision, mm-hmm. things of that sort, in through the Medicare package. Like he knows how to work things, right? And right. that's what you need. But now we're actually talking about like with immigration. Um, you have the Speaker of the House who is basically saying that they're not going to pass any immigration bills because it would help Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what what are we actually doing? And when it comes to immigration, there's been a bill since the very first week Biden was in office that's just been sitting there. Yeah. So for them to say that Democrats aren't doing anything, no, it, the the bill has been sitting there. It's Republicans that don't want to do anything. They're letting this lunatic call the shots. They're letting this lunatic call the shots. Mm-hmm. He, he wants to run on it because he run out of everything else. He he can't. He, they were, you know, the Republicans are running the economy. That's blown up in their face. The economy's absolutely at, at the break of being fabulous. Again, we could use another 1960 again, and uh, they can't run on that. They can't run on uh, uh, he was a crook and a, and a thief because Trump is in court every day. Yeah. I mean, he's like a bailiff. He should just wear a bailiff out, but he could make a little money and maybe he could pay some of these people back. You know, he could pretend he's a bailiff. Yeah. He could be in every you know, in courtroom in the country. Yeah, but, no, uh, and, and, you, you know, it's yeah, really funny when he's continuing to run for the, the primaries, um, it, it, he's going to be in court more than he is being able to actually go and campaign. Right. Oh, yeah. oh my God, I mean, I've never heard any, but, but look at all the people he sat down with him. Yeah. He's got the pillow man selling his clothes out of the, <laughs> out of a truck of a car. Right. He's got, he's got Rudy Giuliani, he's in hot so big that he's got to hide to, uh, you know, he's got he's in his last three days in uh, you know some foreign country because they can't, you know, he's filed bankruptcy fifty times. He's got another. What, how many people have gone to prison? Yeah, these screwballs that thought he was some kind of a, uh, I don't know what uh, Mussolini or Hitler or Franco or some kind of a mad fascist that they were going to go to prison for him. Right. The last guy got four years, and he goes, I would have taken a hundred years, and he goes, for Trump. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that. Oh my I do not God, get that. are these people crazed or what? How like, crazy so, can you be? So, yeah. Jim, like, so you, you, are, you, are, you are definitely a, a more on the liberal side. Would you go to prison for Barack Obama or Joe Biden? No, like, no. no. Uh, uh, Dan, Dan, I wouldn't go to prison for any, I might go to yeah. prison for one of my loved ones, you know, yeah, I'm really yeah. crazy about. But I'm not going to go to prison for some screwball that uh, <laughs> you know wants to be wants to be president of the United States. You know, what I mean, right. you know, that's not. Then I can't imagine sitting in the who's gal, you know, going, "Ooh, there's the where's my hero?" You know, no, no. I don't get it. I don't get these people. I don't get it. But think of all the people he's ruined. Yeah. That Flynn, Flynn was what a three-star general. He's completely nuts. He's. uh, what was he arrested for? He had a pardon him. How many people did he pardon? Uh, How many was, people went to jail? I think it was tree. It was one of the two. He neglected to register himself as a foreign agent because that's what one does, right? <laughs> Who forgets to right, do that? Right. Oh, it, it's just it's amazing. It's just amazing we're in this, this, this yeah. with this nothing. And we got another year of this school. Well, mm-hmm. we'll be in court every day. Campaigning well, from the courtroom, Jim. I'll tell you what. There's oh, a very good chance he could be president again. So I mean, 
Well, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think so. Dean. I hope, I, I hope not. Really, my heart hurts. No, I don't think, I don't think there's any way. I, Americans are, are you know, we want America back. We don't want Trump being. Yeah, that's sure. true. We want America back. Both for Biden. I hope you're but, right. Uh, look at the, look at the toe. Look at the toe. This maniac you got to come up with. Yeah. Uh, his son-in-law got two, real quick. His son-in-law got two billion from the Saudis mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, with no explanation at all. Nobody There's asks no those questions. He, Nobody asked this. Yeah. Why did he give him two billion dollars? And if he did get elected again, he'd sell uh, he'd sell anything in the White House. He'd sell the paintings off the wall. Mm-hmm. He's gonna I mean, just to get the money back. Anyway, we call that a grifter. I just thought, I'd... yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to put it mildly. Thanks, guys, for taking my call. Thanks, Thank Jim. You. We love Thank chatting you. with you. You have a good one, Jim. <laughs> um, so we, uh, it is a Palatini with Dan and Meg here. Uh, we uh, have a cool show today. We have a guest coming on at eight thirty um, from the Illinois uh, Holocaust Museum. Um, and uh, so we'll chat with her soon. But then um, we uh, have Judy from Niles on the line right now. Oh, our favorite. Hello, friend we Judy. Love Judy. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I called to say this. Meg, you did really well last week. I was I woke up late. Oh, thank you, Judy. I was going <laughs> to call in, but I saw you were well taken care of. I mean, everybody came. You know, to your rescue, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, everybody was calling in, and I was like, I could deal with this. This is fantastic. Yeah, that was super. I've had an exciting morning, too. We've already had a power outage, and um, oh, really? I have no idea what's going on. But, yeah, well, we all, <laughs> we all have uh, uh, generators in our backyards, and I walked to the front room, and I saw the flickering like the TV and everything was going crazy. And then it went out and I heard all the, you know, like three, four generators pop on in the backyard. Oh my. Okay. And nothing's going on. I mean, there's no storm. There's no wind. Right. It's been very weird. Our regular wall phone, you know, the landline has been out. We had it fixed once. Because squirrels nibble on it, believe it or not. Squirrels. <laughs> they do that without electrocuting their little cells, but they do. Okay. And the guy, the guy came out, he fixed it, and he said, yeah, he found it had been nibbled on, and there was a bird's nest. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, huh. Yeah. But you said you have a generator, so you, you have heat, you're, you're good with yeah. everything? Well, it, it didn't last long, but... You know, I walked into the bedroom, of course, all the clocks are flashing 12 at mm, it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to have to go around the house and fix everything. Oh. Yeah, sometimes I just like to leave that and just <laughs> fly by the seat of my pants, never knowing what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> I hate fixing yeah, my mouth old and it just, but it's been an exciting week. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Trump is, is really fighting so hard because. He figures if he gets in there, he'll be safe from the courts well, at least for yeah, a while. Judy, I think that's why. Well, I, two reasons I think that he continues to run. One, he wants to stay out of jail. Two, he needs to continue raising money. Yeah, those are the two things. Yeah. And uh, as we, as, and now he really has to keep raising money because he has to pay uh, Eugene Carroll uh, eighty three point three million dollars. <laughs> I hope she sees some of that money. I really do. You know, I think I, the the, the uh, article I printed out um, 
last night at two o'clock in the morning because I don't sleep. Um, <laughs> was about how uh, he's going to try to delay these payments, but um, of I think at, at the very least she should see at least fifty million. I mean, at least fifty million. What's, what's fifty million among friends, right? Well, you know, I hope she gets the money, but I'm just more excited about now her attorneys are going to end up, uh, they're going to file liens against his money, mm-hmm. his property to like end up securing the money. And then we get to see exactly how much money yeah. he has. They were actually uh, well, showing I, I photos. I'd rather see Carol on the buildings. Th- that's what I was just going to say, Judy. They were actually, like, instead of Trump Towers, each in Carol Towel in there. Which I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Then I won't flip at the bird every time I go past it. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good point. Hey, last, night, last night I saw a documentary that they said is up for the Oscars about the fall of Mariupol. I mean, it's it's a rough watch. Yeah. But uh, I I watched it last night. Very, oh, good. It was good. I, these people are yeah. These people really put their lives online, and their families stayed there. They didn't go out until like the last minute. Well, and that's I, I, that's another thing too. Is um, uh, he's he. He who shall not be named um, is is uh, he's currently like when we're talking about immigration reform, when we're talking about funding for Ukraine or the war in Israel, like he is working behind the scenes uh, and representatives in the House are not uh, budging like that. He's actually like telling them how to vote. Um and it, it, he's not even yeah. in power. And it's kind of it goes back to uh, the Iran-Contra with Reagan back in the 80s about how like somebody who is not an actual sitting president or anybody in pu- uh, public office is influencing public policy uh, for their own personal gain. Um, and it, it's crazy to, to see that happening right now. It is. Trump said he could solve it in a day, so uh, Zelensky said, okay, fine. Yeah. My over here. We'll discuss it. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Uh, Trump said he would solve the uh, Afghanistan or Iraq war in a day, and look how that turned out. Because he's the best at everything. He can solve everything in one day. Yeah, and then he blamed it on on Biden, even though it was his plan that he did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. Uh, Well, listen, Judy, every time we chat, we are looking forward to our birthday brunch with you. March is right around the corner. March is right around the corner. I hope you know what you've gotten yourself into order inviting old people. <laughs> oh my God, this is our dream. Judy, do you know me? <laughs> this is our dream. <laughs> Come on now. Not <laughs> to be indelicate, but we need bathrooms. and. <laughs> I've got all of we that stuff. All You're totally good. Up. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Judy, thanks for calling in. We really appreciate it. You have a good okay, rest I of your Sunday. I said, I, I'm old. I, I've got to do the carpe diem thing. If somebody invites me, I'm coming. Yes, yeah. today. Like- Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen, you take care, Judy, okay? I have a good day. Hey, I'll too. be going and listening to your uh, interview now. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Um, Bye. Thanks, Judy. We love Judy. She's so great. We do. Um, so it is a Palatini with Dan and Meg. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, 773-763-9278. Um, we are going to chat with Dave from Hoffman Estates. Uh, apparently wanting to talk about Nikki Haley, which was next on my outline. It's like everybody knows us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dave, how are you? 
Hey, Dan. Hey, Mike. Yeah, now yeah. you stuck with me. Yeah, just now you stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited yeah, um, about it. Oh, oh, oh. The, um, yeah, that, that uh, Nikki Haley, uh, how about that when Nancy Mace and, uh, and Tim or is it Uncle Tim Scott had uh, mm-hmm. stabbed her in the back? Yeah. You know, cause she, you know, she uh, appointed Tim Scott. That's how he said Yeah, her. as a senator, right, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, like the many have said that uh, he looked like uh, that character from the uh, Django Chain, you know, <laughs> with the you know Samuel L. Jackson's character, you know, with when he's hugging uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie. But mm-hmm. then when he telling Trump, "I love you," or something, I was like, "Oh my God!" And then and then they she didn't stick up for her either, you know. So. It's, Friends like that who need enemies. Exactly. Yeah. You, know, you know, Nikki Haley, she's such a, you know, she's a fraud to me. We kind of talked about her like before, and I said, you know, during like one of the first debates, I was like, if anything, there's certain things that she says or the way she says them that I was like, if I were to be a Republican, I would lean more, more her way. Mm-hmm. And then as time goes on, it's just the things she's she's not consistent and how every time she gets asked about like is america you know are we a racist country and you should her answers are just for like, the reason for the civil war yeah which is literally like watch the simpsons and it's like just say slavery exactly and that's it <laughs> and she you know she can't even answer that question and, and she stands behind like we are not a racist country and it's like we were, we were built on that and it just goes to show like her her very her name is Nimarata Nikki Haley, and she won't even use her name yeah. just because she knows that her base will then have questions. So she goes off of Nikki, right. and that's that's what it is. Yeah. So she changes her name to to run just because of her name sounding foreign. And Donald Trump has been using her name, yeah, because that's how you, Barack Hussein Obama. Like that's exactly. what he that's what exactly. Donald Trump does. It's it's race baiting. It's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So she's or, just as much of a fraud as anybody else. Did uh, Did you guys happen to see the story the other day too, where uh, Rudy Giuliani, a name not heard from for a while? Oh God! Is that? Uh, Arguing Donald Trump for unpaid legal fees now mm. in a new bankruptcy uh, filing. I don't. And, uh, I don't know who actually hires, or I don't know what attorneys actually like employ themselves with Rudy Giuliani or Donald Trump because you're not going to get paid. Well, we can, <laughs> I don't yeah, get you it. Just, you know, you get what you pay for. That's I guess, exactly it. Yeah. Nothing for nothing leaves nothing, but uh, the. Um, yeah, it's red where he's, you know, trying to get some money now for that, right. you know, to, to help his legal fees and that. And I'll close out with this one. I don't know if you guys remember, back 30-some years ago, you know, there was a, like, a TV docudrama called Barbarians at the Gate, which starred James Garner in it. And it was basically about the, the RGR and the Bisco, that he was trying to buy them out or whatever, and but he had, he had this one statement in that they were talking about the money, and he goes, he says, uh, he says, now that's, he said, now that's serious money, not SSU money, but that's some serious money there. Oh, <laughs> so that's, yeah. There it is. It's not about with that eighty-three point three billion, you know. Oh. We're not just talking at you, buddy. Here, now this is a serious stuff. Right. <laughs> well, it's insane. Uh, no. Anyway, that's still, yeah. Off. I know you got to 
coming on, but I just thought I'd just share that little wisdom with you. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> well, thank we you always so love much. hearing from you. Um, okay, you have, have a good a rest week. of your Sunday. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to chat with our guest. Uh, uh, we're going to chat. Yesterday was International um, Holocaust Remembrance Day, and uh, so we have a, a really cool guest who's going to be on uh, when we get back. So we'll chat with you all in a minute. Welcome back to Palatini with Dan and Meg. This is Meg, not Dan. <laughs> I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> Dan's still here, though. Uh, but right now we have a real cool guest. We have Kelly Zanni, who is the Senior Vice President of Education and Exhibitions with the Illinois Holocaust Museum and Education Center located in Skokie, Illinois. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Um, did you just want to introduce yourself really quick and just give us a rundown on how you became involved um, with the museum? Sure. So I uh, sure. So uh, Kelly Zaney, as you said, senior VP of exhibitions and exhibits, and I have been uh, with the museum now for for twenty plus years, um, and really became in, involved with the museum uh, simply because I became not only through. Uh, my own graduate work, but just connected with the survivors and their mission and their work and their stories and their belief for a better tomorrow. And that has kept me dedicated to the, our mission and work uh, for a very long time. <laughs> so, um, so 20 years, that's insane. Um, like, so the, the museum has been in functioning capacity for how long? So we have been around actually for forty plus. So okay. we were founded. Uh, we were founded in the aftermath of the attempted neo-Nazi marches in Skokie in the late nineteen seventies. Okay. Where at the time Skokie had one of the largest survivor populations per capita in the world. About seven thousand survivors of the Holocaust lived in the Skokie area um, because it was one of the first suburbs north of Chicago that was being settled and rebuilt, and also one of the few northern suburbs at the time that didn't have an anti-Jewish covenant. Got it. Um, so Jews could live there. So um, the survivors at the time, um, when these group of you know new Nazis came and wanted to march, realized, okay, if this could happen, then not enough people know about the Holocaust, and education is the best way to combat this, and founded a small museum and education center um, on uh, Main Street in Skokie. And then uh, about 14 years ago, or nearly 14 years ago, we then built our new um, museum that's still, again, uh, located in Skokie, and it makes us the only site-specific Holocaust museum uh, in the United States. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> so you touched on some hot topics here. Um, so I was, because uh, I always watch The View, because that's what I do yeah. on a daily basis. <laughs> and um, uh, Joy Behar made a comment that, uh, according to The Economist, one in five of individuals under the age of 29 think that the Holocaust is a myth. That's insane. Which it, it, I, I can't, I couldn't even process that. But that the fact that that's a, a thing. Um, and so, yeah. so your organization is actually working to educate folks to say that it actually wasn't a myth. And it also was like six million Jews were killed. Right. And you yeah. need to memorialize that and also educate and also prevent 
things from happening in the future. Yeah, and I yes, and I think what also is really both alarming, um, but also at the same time, you know, positive in some ways about that survey is. You know, that survey also revealed that over 90% of those individuals um, are seeing uh, hate and anti-Semitism and Holocaust denial and revisionism online Mm -hmm. um, and through social media channels. Um, And so that's where also, too, a lot of our work where maybe 20 years ago didn't need to be focused, now needs to be focused. But also, you know, 90% of those individuals believed um, in the need for Holocaust education. Uh, So, you know, Illinois is the first state to mandate uh, the study of the Holocaust. We expanded that in 2005 uh, for the study of other genocides beyond the Holocaust. So we're doing good work, and we, you know, we're seeing even, you know, post-COVID, the students are coming back, the teachers are coming back, participating in the workshops, the public's coming back, um, and and participating. You know, we're at a really kind of critical moment, right, with the rise of anti-Semitism. It's it's up 360% uh, the last, you know, three months of the year. Um, our work is more urgent than ever. Um, and, you know, it's really incredible that people are coming back, coming to us to not only learn the history, but also what are the lessons that we can take from the history that we're teaching and apply them to what's going on in the world today. Right. Now, how do uh, how do people get involved, not just on like helping like with donations and things like that, but um, on like a day to day basis? Is it something where do you have to like uh, set up an appointment to go or can anybody just like walk in? Can you bring a group like how does how does it work? Yeah, awesome question. So you can get involved with the museum in a multitude of ways, whether you're interested in volunteering your time um, at the museum um, or uh, if you're looking just to visit as a public or bring a group, you just visit our website, uh, which is ilholocaustmuseum.org. You can come and do a self-guided tour. You can do a docent-led tour. Uh, we're a 65,000-square-foot museum, so we have four uh, permanent exhibitions. We have two traveling exhibition spaces. Um, we have a holography theater, a virtual reality theater. Um, three of our virtual reality films are actually making their U.S. premiere at South by Southwest. Um, in March. So um, there's a lot of really awesome, cool things uh, yeah. to see, uh, see at our museum, for sure. You want at least a couple of hours, without a doubt. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't seem like it would be a, a short one. I, I would probably no. be there for, for hours, for sure. <laughs> I, I drive by it pretty often, right Right by you're right by Old Orchard, so it's, it's yeah, 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 right on yeah. Old Orchard exit, yeah, yeah. on the Eden. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I chatting real quick about the current um, uh, events that are happening in Israel and uh, Gaza. Um, are you are you experiencing? <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Um, experiencing an influx of individuals that are coming in to, to learn about the history or? Are, are folks kind of, are you feel are, any opposition to your mission, things of that sort? Because it's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm seeing on the, mm-hmm. you turn on CNN or Fox News or whatever and you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think what we're, we, we are finding an influx of visitors, um, again, wanting mm-hmm. to learn, um, you know, just how and why, um, you know, events like October 7th uh, continue right. to happen. I think in the first couple months after, there was just a lot of grieving, in particular with our survivor community. You know, Chicago still has 
a really significant uh, Holocaust survivor community. It was difficult to see them uh, grieve um, in the capacity that they were. Um, but what people are realizing is that, you know, we are a place in which we want to have the tough and difficult conversations. Um, you know, we want to bring people together to, to have the conversations about what we need to do um, to, to bring the hostages home. Um, to see the war come to uh, to an eventual end, um, but also, you know, what can you know what can we do to address you know this kind of explosion or resurgence of anti-Semitism as a, a you know as a Islamophobia, um, and you know how can we as a community come together? So people, whether it's through public programs or again as are visiting, um, are coming and asking questions, um, and you know we're hoping to provide that space uh, for people to, to be able to do that. Yeah, and, I love that. Yeah, and uh, October seventh was uh, th- th- a lot of in- individuals are saying that that was um, since the Holocaust, like the most deadly day that uh, for Jewish people, exactly yeah. right. And and then also uh-huh. like comparing it to September eleventh, uh, like per right. capita, it was a it was the equivalent to a September eleventh, um, and then some. And uh, it's it's. You, and then I know that there's the whole people are f- focusing on Palestinian rights and, and Israeli rights and things of that sort. But what you're, you're dealing with a terrorist organization that uh-huh. their mission is to kill all of the Jews. Right. That's it. Like, that's their mission. Correct. And I think that that's Correct. what people are losing sight of. Mm-hmm. Uh, in public opinion, right? Um, but that—that's exactly what happened on October seventh, and it, it, the atrocities that occurred, and it, it, like people, like I think that we just need to keep that at front of mind. Mm-hmm. Is you, you, there's an organization that their entire mission is to kill all of the Jews, yeah. Yeah. and we need to keep yeah. that at front of mind. And also, speaking of the Holocaust, like. That was that was the mission of fascism. Like that was a thing, and right? and now now we have individuals who are supporting political leaders who are promoting fascism. And yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 it's hard for me to to get around that. Yeah, you know, like and yeah. also we shouldn't get around that. We should actually be be opposing it. But that's the and that's why I loved what what Kelly said is that to have that open dialogue and to welcome that and people from all backgrounds to come in and have that discussion. And I think that's, yeah. that's well, pretty standard. I think that's part out. of our problem, right? Is we don't want to have those conversations and right. yeah, they can yeah. be really uncomfortable, but we have to have them and mm-hmm. have, uh, be okay being uncomfortable. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so, right. So we had, you know, and I just, I mean, I have to say too, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a non-Jewish educator. So, you know, coming, coming over just the past couple months and not only watching a community grieve, but really, you know, to be candid for the first time to see, you know, my, my colleagues, members of the survivor community, members of our leadership, our volunteers being scared to be Jewish um, was just, I, I mean, it, it definitely, you know, made me like get up. All right, we're doing this work. Like we've got to do this work, but, um, I just, it was so unimaginable for me and so incredibly heartbreaking, um, uh, just to see that, to see that happen. And right. like, okay, here, you know, here we, here we are again, whether it was January 6th or October 7th or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it may be that, you know, how do you continue to kind of keep going when they're like, here we are again, here we are again. It can be, it can definitely be a challenge for the mind and the heart for sure. Well, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it's a, it's, it's a uh, reminder of, we can we can always fall back to things that we thought we were 
beyond, Pat. right? Yes. You know, and then, uh-huh. and, but it, but it, it's, it's a very valuable reminder, mm-hmm. right? Like it, we can easily fall back into yeah. what we thought we were past. And that's, that's scary. It's super but also, scary. Yeah. We yeah need one to of work my favorite historians always says that, you know, history doesn't necessarily repeat, but it instructs. Yeah. So how do we take that instruction and, try to continue to learn, learn from it. Yeah, Ooh, absolutely. I like that. Cause we always do say like history repeats itself, yeah. but I, I like that. And it sounds like you're doing, you're doing God's work. Yeah, that's um, for sure. <laughs> um, okay. So again, remind us. So how can folks, uh, where's the location of the museum? How can folks get involved? Uh, tell us all for the sure. deeds. Yeah. So we're at 9603 Woods Drive in Skokie, as you said, right off the Eden's Expressway, Old Orchard. Uh, and you can visit our website at org for tickets, hours. We're open seven days a week and uh, free Fridays every last Friday of the month for the rest of the year. Awesome. Oh, I like that. Are there any like upcoming events that you have like scheduled or is it just uh, just kind of free for all? Anybody just come? <laughs> <laughs> So we have a really awesome, uh, really awesome special exhibition right now called I'll Have What She's Having, the Story of the Jewish Deli. So if you are a fan of everything, you know, corned beef and mayonnaise, but what a lot that. of people don't know is like mayonnaise and Kaufman's and the bagel, all the delis in Chicago were actually founded by survivors of the Holocaust. Um, and uh, so, you know, and they became places where the survivors worked, places where the survivors came and spoke and celebrated and mourned. And, you know, it's really actually quite an interesting connection to the history. But this exhibit is anything and everything you wanted to know about uh, about the story and the history of the deli, particularly in Chicago. Um, and then we have three incredible virtual reality films at the museum, as I said, are debuting at South by Southwest a Film Festival next uh, month where you can, you know, put on 360 virtual reality goggles and walk the grounds of some of these sites where our survivors um, experienced uh, their stories. Awesome. Oh, wow. Um, as soon as you said Manny's, I absolutely love Manny's Ellie. Like, just, I'm, I'm there for that. And, yeah, and I'm Irish Catholic, but my mom makes a mean homemade, yeah, a mean homemade yeah. matzo ball soup. So. Yes, everybody that leaves, everybody that leaves the exhibit, they're like, now I'm hungry. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. So I am in. Oh my goodness! All right. Well, listen, Kelly, you and uh, you're going to meet Megan and I at some point because we're going to probably pop over this week. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, and it, so it is International uh, Holocaust uh, Remembrance Day is was yesterday. Yes. But we need yeah, to keep correct. we need to keep that in front of mind uh, moving forward. Yeah. And it's not just a day. Right. It's, it's every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate the work that you're doing. We appreciate the work that you're doing. I appreciate yes. you both. Thank and you so much. And thank you for coming on. Really, really yes, great. Thank you, Kelly. All right. We're going to go to a quick. Thank you, Kelly. All right. We're going to go to a quick break, and uh, we'll be back in a minute. Sorry. 
horrible way to come back. Stop it. <laughs> all right. We stopped at McDonald's on our way in. All right. Whatever. Um, welcome. Welcome. Happy Sunday, everybody. It is a Palatini with Dan. And Meg. And we just had a really, really awesome conversation with uh, our good friend Kelly, Senior Vice President of Education and Exhibitions at the Illinois uh, Holocaust Museum. Right up there near Old Orchard. So if anybody is familiar with Chicagoland area, right up there by Old Orchard. Um, I was like, I could picture the building and it's actually a really cool design. It's literally right there. Yeah. I've driven by it so many times. and Usually I'm the driver. You're the one paying attention. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so Meg and I will be there probably this week. So you guys are welcome to join us. Oh, if I'm you for want. sure showing up. Are we doing Manny's Deli? Like, <laughs> that is a mean sandwich. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, you had me at Deli. I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, locks and bagels. I'm good with that. Um, absolutely. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, if you guys want to join the conversation, seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. We were chat- so we were chatting about um, yesterday was uh, the International uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day, mm-hmm. um, but we were chatting. Kelly was uh, very uh, articulate about speaking out about how. Uh, Folks of the Jewish faith don't feel safe in public spaces, whether it be their places of worship or a store or a school, things of that sort. Um, I would venture to say that folks of the LGBT community uh, aren't feeling safe in certain spaces as well, no. uh, especially the the T part of that acronym. Oh, the absolutely. transgender absolutely. community do not feel safe in certain places. You know, it's because the Republican Party, when it comes especially with, you know, an election year, they always have to find the boogeyman, right? Right. So it's like they just every year, it's some or every year, every election year, it's something different. And it seems that uh, trans individuals is going to be the highlight or has already been the highlight. And it's like, how can they turn them into the boogeyman that everybody is, is scared of? And it's just sad that, you know, when, when we talk about this topic or when we talk about, um, you know, the Holocaust, like all of these things or, you know, the attacks that we just talked about, it's when, when does it turn into, you know, look at nine eleven. you know, that happened and it didn't matter who you were. Everybody came together, Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody came together and it was like, how do we fight, you know, that boogeyman? Like, how how do we come together as like one nation, the whole thing, one nation mm-hmm. under God, all of that. And now it's like when attacks happen on different communities, it divides us even more. And it's like, how do we get back to bringing us all together to remember that we are all different, but we're on the same team? Yeah. And it, it's sad, and I and I think that one that one sliver that's coming in there to make this happen every time is Trump and his base, and it's like that's where we all have to unite, you know, Republicans and Democrats, and we have to unite and, and get rid of that boogeyman is Trump and his base. What's scary though is that he could very well be our next president. Yeah, I know Jim from Chicago disagrees, but I hope he's right. Yeah, but like, like I said, it's it's there is a difference between regular Republicans and Trump uh, Republicans. I always call it the Reagan Republicans, um, which, again, I used to be a Republican. Sorry, Um, but uh, that that definition of Republican or conservatism Mm -hmm. does not apply in the MAGA world. No, right? It's it's. 
it's two different things. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. No, those are all set. That's good. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Absolutely. That was my yeah. little soapbox, yeah. but we actually have our favorite. We have uh, Roosevelt from <laughs> Chicago uh, talking about our favorite person, Trump. Hey, Roosevelt. <laughs> how are you? Good morning, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Good morning. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about all the gaps he's made lately. And personally, I don't think he's going to make it. There's no way. There's no way. Mentally and physically, there's so many things that are going to go wrong, will go wrong, because he has to be at four places at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you imagine, he, he, he keeps on trying to delay everything, like you said earlier, and he wants the court to bow down to him. In other words, like lately with his uh, mother-in-laws uh, uh, that died. So he uses every little excuse to delay everything, to push it back. Now, Haba, his lawyer, oh, I believe, yeah, I believe she said she had COVID. Oh, she was at a, we're celebrating in, um, what was it, New Hampshire, I believe, because he won. Yeah. So there was this young guy, he was thrown out, uh, a, a stone uh Trump supporter, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the video. He shot the video himself, but they kicked him out. And I believe he's the one that took a picture with Haba. And that's the reason why everybody um, found out about her faking the fact that she uh, had COVID. But uh, back to what I said before, and I want to know, I'm going to hang up and see what you guys think of the fact that uh, there's so many things that could go wrong, not only mentally, physically, but fact that um, he's got a lot more cases. Now, notice that I believe uh, uh, a judge um, gave the go on the um, the okay to uh, to assume, to be liable as far as to be specific, the Capitol Police. Well, that's coming up. There's mm-hmm. going to be lawsuits. There's going to be so many civil lawsuits. And with this, with this uh, eighty-three million, you know it's going to open up the doors uh, for other people to say, "Hey, wait a minute! If she could get eighty-three, I could get this." Yeah. Because of the fact, and, and even and even people that supported him that are in jail that are not too happy that couldn't do anything about him getting out of uh, getting them out of jail. Remember, he right. promised them that he was going to pardon everybody and. So I, I don't know what you guys think, but I don't think I've said it before. I don't think he's going to be the candidate. It's just it's too many. His his time has run has run out. That's it. He he, you know he he faked it for all those years, and uh, he just took from people and uh, never paid his lawyers. Never paid. And that's just, that's just it. He uses his lawyers right as a as a whipping. Uh, tool yeah. to to, to uh, intimidate people, so they're afraid of them. But I don't think they're going to be afraid anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, I, right, I, right, guys. Yeah. yeah. No. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. We always love when you call in. Um, no, I think that it's that's a that's a thing. Um, I just pray to God that he's right that he he doesn't have a chance. But at the same time, I mean, everything. But, he gets away with everything. But also, like when when you're, you're the the predominant majority of your party, the Republican Party, hopes that you choke on a cheeseburger mm-hmm. and die, mm-hmm. and that's how they get rid of you. I think that just says a lot. 
But this is the thing. There's just not enough people in his party that have a backbone that will stand up to him. No, there's always going and to be... There, it, they so, say it in private, and right. they don't do anything. It, it's in their hands. Yeah. If, if one Republican that people listen to stood up and said, you know, this is not our candidate. This is not who we're going to stand behind. And if he gets elected, no, I will not back him. And then you have one more that follows, and it's just like none of them have a backbone. None of them will do it. And that's the scary part, and that's what keeps giving him the chance to be in the position that he's in now. Um, so they're to blame for this. They the, they need to stand up. The struggle is uh, he controls 33.3% of the party. Yeah, but it, so he controls a, it by blackmailing them, having sure, something on somebody. But he somebody. still controls 33.3% of the party. So No, I get that. Yeah. But I'm saying those other people need to have a voice and stand up. Yeah. But they're all cowards. They won't. Yeah. yeah. So is 33.3% always uh, opposed um, gay marriage? Mm-hmm. 33.3% opposed interracial marriage. 33.3% opposed women having the right to vote. Or get a credit card yeah. or drive. There's always going to be that 33.3%. Oh, I get that. I'm talking about the people that are in the position of power right now. Sure. I'm talking yeah, about your they, Marjorie Taylor Greens and like all oh, of them. Like, I'm you sorry, have, what? No, I'm saying you have those okay. people yeah, that yeah. Like, kiss the feet that, you know, he walks on, like whatever. But I'm saying you have nobody else in a position of power that will speak out against him because they're worried about their own political career. And it's like if you were a true uh, patriot, if you're a true American and you actually um, – had any sort of standards, you wouldn't care about your career. You would care about, you know, our country and you would speak out against him and get people to speak out against him. So they're all to blame. That's, that's my soapbox. (laughs) They're all to blame. All right. And uh, we're wrapping up here. So do you want to uh, do the Palatini for the week? Yes, we are going to go. um, We're not going to go with my original one, but we are going to go with this. (laughs) Uh, We're just going to go with an Irish coffee. You know, it's morning. You could have some coffee, but you're also allowed to have uh, some alcohol. So two teaspoons of sugar, two ounces of Irish whiskey, two cups of hot, strong brewed coffee, French or other dark roast, a fourth cup of heavy whipping cream, and one teaspoon of... No, oh, oh, we'll just skip on whatever that is. So <laughs> it's in another language. <laughs> good Palatini. There it is. Uh, happy Sunday, everybody. This is a Palatini with Dan and Meg. And uh, we uh, appreciate you guys listening, and we will see you next week. Yes. All right. Bye.